Bonga on Metro FM Talk. 089 Send your voice notes to Metro FM Talk. 7919914270. The headlines. The headlines on Metro FM Talk. 17 minutes it is uh, before. Yeah, 17 minutes, I should say, yeah, before 8 p.m. Tune into Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. And uh, we go straight into our headlines. And, uh, yeah, that Omicron variant uh, certainly, I guess, uh, having its own uh, spillovers, negative externalities on uh, uh, the tourism sector in particular, which uh, was certainly gearing itself up for its uh, most profitable moment in any given year, let, let alone during uh, the national state of disaster that we find ourselves in. But uh, yeah, all of that changed uh, when our scientists, I guess, communicated this to some of their colleagues in transparent and collegial fashion. Gandhi, no, 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 no. Uh, that would certainly have uh, a lot of unintended consequences. And one of those is, uh, as a result, travel bans instituted globally against South Africa, even by some of our counterparts here on the continent. I mean, we heard Rwanda saying, I no more. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on what you make of that, and um, send us your WhatsApp voice notes on zero seven nine one nine one four two seven zero. I'm joined on the line now by Rosemary Anderson, uh, who's the national chairperson of the Federated Hospitality Association of South Africa. Rosemary, good evening, and welcome to Metro FM. Good evening, Ibonga. How are you this evening? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. But I know uh, you guys aren't in very good nick, and uh, let's maybe just briefly talk about. Uh, what has happened since uh, some of these travel bans were instituted and the scale of cancellations that you've received from people uh, from outside of South Africa? I wonder it's, it's devastating. We're losing about 25 million rand um, a day. Um, not only are there direct negative financial ramifications, but the problem is the reputation of our country and the um, confidence of traveling a long-haul flight to South Africa people will now be wary to actually to travel to a country like ours where we might be shut down again. As you all know from seeing in the media, there are a number of people still trying to get back to the UK, not able to get back because there are no flights now. So it's just a disaster. It, it couldn't have happened at a worse time because we were really seeing green shoots. The past four weeks before this hiccup this past weekend, um, there was a really good growth. Lots of international tourists coming in. Mm. We were really seeing to things bounce back again. So it's so disappointing and such bad timing. And, I mean, I guess, you know, you speak about the reputation of the country. I mean, this is quite an ironic one here. The fact that we have such advanced, you know, genomic capability and we've been, I guess, you know, good enough to go and be transparent and share what our scientists have found is also what has gotten your industry in somewhat of a pickle. Absolutely. Um, We've been punished for being good at what we do and being very honest and transparent about it. And I really think um, with other countries seeing how we've been punished for being honest, Mm. I doubt other countries will be as honest as us in the future. Um, This is not sustainable. Um, COVID is with the world for for the foreseeable future. And it's just not sustainable to keep on shutting down different countries when it it suits people. And by the time they actually found the, the new variant, um, Omnicron, you know it has been, it's all over the world by now. South Africans and travel so much and people travel so much to South Africa. So it's all over the world now. It's just a matter of time where before it's actually found. Mm. Talk to me about vaccine mandates. I mean, wh- what do you understand it as, as an industry? Um, uh, especially in light of what these travel bans are going to mean 
uh, for your reliance on domestic tourism arrivals um, in order, I guess, to plug... Uh, of course, it's not going to happen, but because, I mean, if you look at where the rand is, that would have certainly been a boon uh, for uh, many of those tourists who would have been attracted by relatively cheaper prices of, uh, uh, um, you know, tourism and hospitality offerings here in South Africa. But nonetheless, your focus now has to be on domestic tourists um, and making sure that those continue to use uh, the uh, tourism products and services that you have on offer. Uh, what becomes the role of vaccination and vaccine mandates in that? It's such a mixed bag of responses. Um, you, we, we're finding our hotels and our restaurants are actually reporting back that um, guest customers are actually asking waiters, for example, are you vaccinated? You know, how many people in your hotel are vaccinated? So there's definitely um, more pressure being put on hospitality from that point of view. At the same time, you've also got people who are very anti-vaccine. However, I think what will happen in the end is, first of all, our country, our government is going to be deciding which sectors will have to have mandatory vaccination. And I'd be very surprised if hospitality and tourism wasn't included in, in that sector. And then secondly, the other pressure is coming from international tourism. So um, South Africa is not regarded favorably because we're not well vaccinated in comparison to, for example, the UK. And as much as they're currently annoying us because of what they started, you know, what they got the ball rolling with us now being re-listed again, they are our biggest inbound market. We have about 450,000 British um, visitors a year. So they sort of regard us as somewhat inferior in the sense because we're not as well vaccinated as them. So they don't regard us as, as um, safe as they are. So I also think just from a competitive point of view, besides the fact that it actually has been proved to save lives in the sense that you might still get COVID, but you're not going to be hospitalized or you won't have a chance of dying to the same extent, I think we will also be pressurized by the international community to also go the route of, of vaccination. Mm-hmm. And then for you, for you guys, I mean, I guess, you know, there's... The one issue which is around, you know, the employment levels and the implications that that has. But you guys were already smack bang in the middle of preparations for a bumper season, by all accounts. A lot of pent up demand, a lot of people wanting to travel after all of the lockdowns. You know, what happens to all of that capability? And uh, I guess what this now means for all of your occupancy levels for the December to March period. Absolutely. It's, it's a disaster, Ibonga. Um, You know, some hotels are still open from March last year. Some of our four- and five-star hotels, that the main target market was business tourism and international tourism. And some of our ultra-exclusive lodges who really depend on international tourism, some of them were just coming back. And, in fact, we're employing more staff. And now this has happened. So people actually were literally gearing up in all senses from bringing in more crockery and cutlery and linen and more staff. And now this has happened. So, it, as I said, it literally couldn't have happened at a worse time. It really couldn't. But um, we really are hopeful that our president will... Um, last night he spoke so well. We were so proud of what he actually said, how he thought it was totally unacceptable what the community, the number of countries had actually done to us. You know, we've all wanted to say, yes, yes, go, <laughs> go, president. Um, and we really hope that there's quite a lot of um, action behind the scenes where he's actually talking to his counterparts and just saying this is wrong. It's just morally wrong to do this to us because this is not going to stop the spread of it. It's all over the world already. And in fact, they should be helping us. And they should be helping all other nations to be able to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a very good lesson to the whole world. 
people are not islands. They can't think they're going to be fine and then it doesn't matter about other people. You know, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example of how we are all in this boat together. So hopefully something good will come of this and they will actually help all countries be able to have access to as many vaccines as they need. Yeah. Rosemary, hold the line there for me for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. Six minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to our headlines here on Metro FM Talk and uh, we're speaking this evening to the tourism and hospitality sector and uh, Fed Hasa, uh, our, our guest, the Federated Hospitality Association of South Africa, uh, because uh, they, alongside many other groupings in the sector, including Satsa, uh, released a statement yesterday of uh, how much they have lost on the back of uh, the uh, travel bans that have ins- been instituted against South Africa, and uh, this uh, on the back of uh, the presence of the Omicron variant, or that variant having been identified by the scientific community here in South Africa. And uh, Rosemary Anderson, the National Chairperson of FEDASA, is my guest. And uh, Rosemary, just as we wrap up our discussion, um, I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in what you know, some of the alternative plans are for your industry. We've spoken about now the role of domestic tourists. Um, but talk to me about some of the things that would incentivize them to take up some of the offers on the table. Well, I, I suggest to all of your listeners tonight, decide where you want to go and then contact the place and say, what summer specials have you got on at the moment? And you'll see the tremendous, wonderfully, wonderfully priced specials on at the moment. You get some hotels that actually include meals, which didn't before... There's a huge uh, smorgasbord variety of, of options to encourage all of our local domestic tourism to flourish. So if there ever was a time actually to get good bargains in summer, this is it. I don't hopefully will never be repeated in the sense that hopefully we will never be in such a compromised position that we're actually in. But there are great specials out there. And really our country is comparable to anything in the world. We're a magnificently beautiful country. And even our service levels, you know, if you go to Europe, the sullenness that a lot of waiters actually serve you with in comparison to our enthusiastic waiters in South Africa, there's a massive difference. Um, we can be really very proudly South African. Mm, mm. So, so are you suggesting that, you know, there will be a lot of discounts? And if so, where can people find some of these? I mean, if, if, well, I'm, if I'm very unclear, I mean, where would I find a suite of what might be on offer, even if I, I might not have been planning to maybe, you know, head out of the province or, or go somewhere? Yeah, well, um, all of the different provinces have got different tourism websites, so you can go into those. But if I was you, I would literally decide where I'd like to go. So say you want to go to a city lodge or Silver Sun or whatever, go into their website and actually have a look at the views. The nice thing is to actually record all the different hotels um, you know, which hotels have got in which regions and which specials and what breaks they've got. At the same time, even small B&Bs, um, guest houses, um, contact anywhere that you want to go. Just literally contact them. And even if they don't say they've got a special, when you phone up, you say, please, what is your summer special? And mm. um, I'm quite sure you'll get a positive response. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Rosemary, I mean, one hopes that this is not a far from concluded matter in relation to some of the key, you know, uh, uh, you know, destination or, or source markets for some of the foreign tourists who would have gone into the space. Uh, if you had any message for some of those governments, I mean, there's even, I guess, African governments as well who've uh, issued travel bans and travel advisories against South Africa. What message would that be? My message would be, it's a pity that you have not learned from the past, and the past isn't very long ago. A good example is the United States. who did a total shutdown, and they ended up with more cases of COVID than any other country in the world. Um, there are very good tools at our disposal this time. It's not like before. We've got 
vaccination. We've got um, all the protocols on how to keep oneself safe from a non-pharmaceutical point of view. Mm. So there are lots of other measures at place. And it's just wrong. It's morally wrong to actually punish us economically for actually being honest and explaining what has happened and actually warning everyone about this. And I'm quite sure that other countries um, will definitely be disincentivized to actually be honest about this like we have. Um, Mm. It it just would just make no economic sense to them to actually act the way we have. So one day, one day it'll all come home to roost. It really will. But um, if you listen to the news this morning, scientists from John Hopkins University, from Cambridge, from Oxford, all of the scientists were saying they agreed with our president and that it actually wasn't scientific sense to actually do what is done because the horse had bolted already. This new variant is everywhere. So it's a matter of actually vaccination, boosting, and that's that's the way to actually manage it. Rosemary, we're going to have to leave it there. Seems a lot more politics than there is scientific rationale behind many of these decisions but uh, i guess that's how the cookie crumbles and uh, one hopes that uh, many of these nations will reconsider their stance but uh, i want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us this evening thank you Ivanka. good evening that there was a rosemary anderson uh, of the federated hospitality association of south africa uh, she's the national chairperson of fed hasa speaking to us tonight and uh, yeah for our headlines segment yeah let us know some of your thoughts on that particular one and uh, you might be somebody working in the sector or you might be somebody who is a product or service provider in the tourism sector what will this travel ban mean and uh, yeah are you able to shoulder uh, i guess uh, months and months and once again another festive period Uh, without any foreign tourist arrivals.